Hey everybody, it's Jeff. Welcome to the Hooniverse Podcast. We are recording here from SEMA. Uh, I'm joined by my faithful co-host, Blake Zerong. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. We've got a very special guest today, though. Uh, John Hotchkiss is joining us. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Jeff, great to be a part of this. And uh, hey, this is, uh, what a SEMA. Can you believe 50th anniversary of SEMA? The place is rocking today. I think it's their largest crowd ever, they've said. Oh, by far. More booths sold, more buyers, more excitement. I'll tell you, it's incredible. This is is my first SEMA. This is a lot of people's first SEMAs, actually. And, you know, a lot of people came in here not knowing what to expect. It's definitely a lot to tell. Now, my first question, though, is can I just, can I please have your 1970 Challenger? Can I have it? Uh, absolutely. I, I love that car. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 yeah, I still, I still think about that car to this day. That's you a know, binding contract right there on the podcast. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Exactly. There must be some business law expert here yeah, that right? can tell us how to do that. <laughs> no. no, but we're so, you know, that really got us into the, the Mopar market. And, and the fact that we built that Challenger about four years ago and autocrossed it and given it to journalists. And you've driven it. And, oh, yeah. And uh, so, uh, no, it put us on the map in Mopar. It's fun to drive. It's a blast. I love that car. Um, but, you know, moving on from things I can't actually have right now. Uh, John, you, you actually have a, a racing background. Can you tell us a little bit about that? You know, it was, I was very lucky to uh, have a product design background along with the racing. So uh, I raced about 20 years, raced all over the U.S. and Europe and some big races, uh, multi-time, 24 hours a day, Tona, raced at Le Mans in 1989 and Formula 3 and Trans Am and anything, you know, as a young racer, anything I could do to get in a car, I would. And, uh, and then subsequently, I couldn't have enough money to keep racing, as, right. as a lot of racers do. Uh, it was you know, okay. off to do my product company. And, and uh, you know, 20, um, almost 21 years later, I, I can't believe how quick the time has gone. Yeah. But it, uh, we love coming to SEMA and, and introducing new products and, and what, more. What kind of cars were you running when you were running at like Le Mans? Oh, Horses, raced, right? uh, no, this was a, actually a Spice English prototype car with a heart four-cylinder turbocharged oh, wow. engine. It was derivative of the Formula One engine at the time. Oh, man. And uh, oh, it was fantastic. It was Group C, two classes of Group C racing, and and uh, unfortunately we didn't have good luck and finish that race, but had some great battles throughout the night in, in that and 24-hour classic. 89, was that, I, I could be wrong on this, but was that when Davy Jones won? The last American to win a Le Mans in the Silk Cut Jag was that then? You know, there was uh, the Mercedes one when we okay. were there, right. and uh, boy, they were called the Silver Arrows, and and we were going about 220 in the on the straightaway, which we thought is fast, and and uh, <laughs> the Mercedes would go by with a twin turbo V8 and puff a nice flame right next to us going by at 250, oh. and it was the last year of the full straight, so oh, that we wow. had the four mile straightaway, and it was unbelievable. What's that like? I mean, I want to, I want to dive into your, your, your product portfolio here shortly. But, but we do have to ask, what, what is it right. like going down 220 miles an hour through the French countryside with no runoff at four, for four miles? <laughs> you know, I have to tell you, I guess if you're, uh, you're sane, you probably wouldn't do it. But it was yeah. <laughs> it was just a dream come true to me for me to race in a race like that. And, and uh, the, the biggest thing was when you go down to the, to the kink on the, on the Molson straightaway, and at night in the, in the drizzle, uh, first laps of practice, and you have to go fast because the, that's what you do in a race. And, and uh, so uh, to go in, into this full uh, flat-out kink in the rain in the night, it was absolutely incredible. And then uh, I was able to race in Europe, or it, it was in there for two years, and raced uh, all the England and Spa and Zandvoort and Holland. And Spa, that, so I'm, yeah. and I'm really so blessed to be able to have a great racing career and then and translate that into a really good product uh, well, as well, I mean, obviously that background has helped define and push some of the products you build now. 
Uh, oh, no, oh, definitely, yeah. because, I mean, we're, you know, you've driven our Challenger, and we're sticklers to handling ride comfort control, and we just love making older classic muscle cars handle like new cars, to oh, have yeah. a, a you know, Challenger handle like a new Challenger. Also, and so that, on. Uh, you have a customer with that uh, the C10. Chevy, yeah. the truck. Oh, this you know the C10 <laughs> pickup. I mean, it handles. Uh, it's got uh, 315 and 275 Falcons on it. Uh, pulls over a G on the skid pad. Um, he drives it all the time. But it'll hand. It'll handle. Um, you know, like a new Corvette. And and I've ridden with the owner of that truck once before, and the dude hammers that car. You like, you get in. You don't expect much from the guy. He's, he's a bigger, older gentleman, and then he slides in. He just demeanor changes, and he's gone. Oh, Mike Hickman is an absolute lunatic behind that truck. He loves the truck, and he and his wife Barbara. I mean, they they go to track days and they get every second of fun out of that. That's awesome. Uh, we had him at Button Willow two weeks ago, and I mean, he was giving uh, uh, Ferraris, Porsches, Lamborghinis, everything some serious trouble in that truck. Now, uh, so we're here at SEMA, and you guys obviously came up with a pretty. I gotta say, pretty excellent display. How did this idea come about? Oh, this was a creative genius by uh, Dan Con <laughs> and uh, Con Media. We were just batting things around. What should we do at SEMA? That's because it, we, it's all about product. But how about a theme? And we are all, we we generally do themes in our booth. And so uh, this year we were we wanted to introduce our Mustang suspension. So what better way than to do a bullet theme? With the kind of reenacting the chase, we've got a we got the Challenger that's uh, uh, jumping over a, a jump, and then the the Mustang that's landing next to it, and we've got the backdrop of San Francisco, and, yeah. and a little bit of the bullet move chase playing. So it's a good uh, choice, and uh, and yeah, you got one of my favorite cars over there, right there, um, and. It's, a tr- it's attractive. I do have to say, I think it would have been more authentic if you had a stack of about 17 hubcaps <laughs> yeah. on the side there. Just throw them off. You're right. We need a hubcap ejecting machine. <laughs> that would be awesome. So, you know, looking at your product lineup over the years, just, you know, paying attention to some of the builds ever since the, the Challenger, and then also, I mean, Hooniverse viewers and, and listeners know about uh, my friend Tom's Firebird that we also did a total vehicle system on as well. So... It, it seems like you guys are attracted, besides this Mustang you just mentioned, you're pretty much attracted to a lot of GM products. Well, you know, we, it, uh, we started with the GM products because that was, honestly, that's the easiest audience to sell products to. They had people with a Camaro or a Firebird or Monte Carlo, El Camino, whatever it is. Uh, you know, they're used to really taking their car apart. The engine uh, accessories have been more uh, available, so you can make easier power. And then when LS engines came online... I mean, building an all-aluminum uh, GM V8 that gets makes big horsepower, gets good gas mileage. It's a great combination. Yeah. You know, then we we went to the Mopar side and a little harder audience to uh, to to turn to handling because yeah. there are a lot of collectors and static car show people. But but now they're they like handling as well. And then going reaching into the Mustang. Uh, so 1964 to 70 Mustang owners with a complete TVS package for them now. And that's that's new. That's your it's newest. It's brand new, wow. and that's what we're debuting that's at the be show. It's a pretty big market that you guys I, are I believe, you know, to. I think they made over a million Mustangs, and, and uh, we're uh, we're excited. The car's a little smaller than the other uh, two in the category, the GM or the Mopar cars. And, and uh, uh, Ford Racing is offering more crate engines, and, and uh, you know, people, they're, people are really embracing Mustang, and the best thing about it, whatever it is, people like to drive their muscle cars yeah. now. You know, which is great. Yeah. Absolutely, they're not just just looking at them. And and the cars cost a lot of money when you do, do a do. you know expensive paint job and interior and everything else. You know, <laughs> why waste all that? Get out and get behind the yeah, wheel and go for have it. Have some fun with it. Now, you also um, 
you know, we mentioned GM, now you're expanding to Mustang, but you kind of paid some attention to the new uh, Toyobaru twins. You got FRS and um, uh, the, the BRZ. The, the Febreze twins. Yeah, the Febreze twins. That's a great way to put exactly. it. Exactly. And it's amazing how many FRSs you see at the show uh, this time. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're all different wide bodies and different everything. Uh, no, that's a, that's a great segment. I mean, rear-wheel drive ergonomics of that car are just amazing you know you sit in that and the shift is and the shifters in the right place the steering wheel the pedals that's a driver's car and yeah. if it's a driver's car we want to be involved with that so we have a complete tvs package for that as well it's great for autocross track days and and great for just cruising in the street that's awesome now do you think that could potentially bring in because i would say the average muscle car owner and buyer is, is a slightly higher demo and then do you think with this, this newer, you know, Scion and Subaru demo, could it bring a younger audience to the Hotchkiss brand? Well, you know, you probably aren't familiar, but we had a, a big um, uh, participation in the sport compact world years okay. ago, 10, year, 10 years and more ago. We built two uh, racing Celica, raced in the U.S. Uh, Touring Car Challenge, and uh, we built another Celica that we did uh, time attacks with. Oh, and, cool. And so it was the 2ZZ motor, about the 2000, 2002 Celica, that range. And then did we, we did parts for Acuras, and we did parts for, for Toyota Corolla and, and different cars. Uh, so we definitely have our, our, some good roots in that. And we also do parts for BMW, Audi, and Mini. Oh, okay. And uh, we go back at the E36 M3 sway bars, E46, BMWs, uh, Audi, uh, uh, pretty much all of the performance Audis as well. So that we're less known on that segment, but we have that, and, and you'll see more new ideas from that as well. No no suspension setups for W123-era Mercedes wagons, though, I'm guessing. <laughs> or Mazda Miatas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have uh, the MX-5 uh, sway bars for Mazda Miata. Yes. And, uh, and, and not, the old, not the older ones. And, uh, <laughs> which one do you have? I got a 2000. So it's the okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, if I were to guess, and Blake, I would like to know what you think, too. Okay. What do you think, I would say, here. Yeah, if your most popular kit or your best-selling kit for any of your cars, I'd guess Camaro, if I had to guess, I'm, just because of the love of GM and, and the Camaro guys seem to drive their cars. I'd say, I'd say Camaro, too. I've been to track days where like, the entire 5th-gen Camaro uh, club showed up and everything. And yes, yeah, some of them track their cars. You know, it sounded them not that well tracking their cars, but they do. They do, and it's everybody's trying. There, yeah, it's uh, that's the best part. There was a there's a uh, a great uh, husband and wife team, the Birds, and uh, they call them the Racing Birds now. Oh, nice. Trish and Rob Bird, and they both have fifth gen Camaros, and and uh, they bought their first fifth gen just to really have collect and to put accessories on it. Somehow, we talked them out of going to the streets of Willow about four years ago. And uh, and then they uh, uh, all of a sudden they were hooked. At first they said, "Well, I don't know if we should drive a car because it's too nice. I'm not going to drive oh, on yeah. the racetrack." Right. Well, right. now they're at every autocross, they're at every track day. The fifth gen, so the SoCal fifth gen family is all over uh, racing wherever they can. So no, there's a good segment of the new modern muscle out there, and a good segment of the old one as well. Now, so so what actually is your most popular car? or model that gets uh, your equipment. Do you know? Do you guys know that? Oh, absolutely. We track that stuff right. just to, to the moment, but 69 Camaro. Okay. I mean, there you you guys are right. Blaze, you're exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, but no, that's that that is really the kind of the bread and butter and and there's so many of them and then now with uh, different uh, you can get a new new body, you can get eh, pretty much replicate yeah, everything. Yeah. 
So Year you One and Classic yes. and all those guys, yeah. Absolutely. So you can do a, a brand new old car. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I love the idea of that too. That is, um, it is great that you can go build the muscle car you've always wanted, even if you you know you, know, you don't have to go find one at a Barrett Jackson or, or even on the other end of the scale a Craigslist to get a car you want. You can just if you have the funds and the means. Just go build it. Go make it, and it'll be just as good, but probably better than the original. And just right. like how Ford has those shelves for Mustangs, you know, right. early Mustangs, everything. Exactly. And then, then running a very close second are the Chevelles. You know, 64 to 72 Chevelles. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So popular. Great cars, yeah. yeah. Now, are there, are there any vehicles that you guys are looking at out there that you haven't built kits for yet that you are actually really like, man, we got to try to get a hold of that? Maybe the Porsche on Jeff's shirt. Oh, yeah. So then you can you can just go flat, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. You don't have to lift. You know, they're, they're, what we're seeing is that the the you know the obvious cars are the ones that we've done the obvious cars and most people in the aftermarket have as well. But there's some Buick Rivieras. There the oh, uh, one sweet. one segment of, of the car population. There's the the uh, Impalas, Impalas, Biscaynes, and so on from uh, '59 uh, yeah. uh, through the '70s. Yep. Uh, that's a that's one where B bodies where we do some parts, but we Ooh, we know that there's cool. more there, yeah. and uh, and then uh, uh, you look at the Ford line, oh the older Galaxies, early '60s Galaxies. Yeah, there's a uh, lot because yeah, because once you're on that platform, you can be on a lot of cars. Well, you Falcons. Guys, you guys built the uh, the Galaxy stuff for Leno's one-off first, right? We did, yeah. we did, and and awesome car that seven-liter Galaxy was so good. We just need to get back and and do that. It's but it's. You know, this industry is all about passion, and I was talking to a guy from another suspension company last night, and, and he said, well, how do, you know, we want to do this, we want to do this, and, I, and then and he was just starting his business. He's about a year into it, and I said, oh, slow down, you know, you can only, we're all so passionate, but you just have to do the, the cars that you can market. Right, And right. Uh, so, you know, there's, there are plenty more cars, and, you know, muscle cars are starting to be popular worldwide. Right, and I, and I love the idea of seeing some of these muscle cars on foreign roads. I, yes. I think they look delightfully out of place, it, you know, might be a way to think about it, like on an English countryside or, yeah, you know, Yeah, it, it takes balls to drive one through right. England. Yeah, it, and I love yeah. the idea of that. We had a delegation from China looking at this this 69 big black charger oh. and uh, and they were talking about what it would be like to have one of those in China and wouldn't that be cool be loud so cool. and low and black and it'd be awesome that'd be wonderful you'd be, Not, what, you'd be one charger to see a Ferrari like yeah. Ferrari F430s I know right yeah, yeah. Right. Um, now this is a, a kind of a a weirder question I feel weird asking it because I'm sure the answer is always you know we can improve but have you ever come across a vehicle or seen a vehicle where the suspension setup from the factory is good enough that you're like let's leave that alone I mean has that ever popped into your head you know it, it uh, luckily the the factories only can afford to put so much into right. a car so whether it's a high-end uh, sports car from a factory and so on uh, the, there are limits to what they can do we can what's our advantage is we can take a look at a, a, a trailing arm an a arm a piece of suspension or a, or the whole uh, system that they have, and we can improve upon it. Uh, definitely, the higher end cars, uh, you know, it'd be harder to do a Lamborghini. Right. You know, there are not too many people would, would do that. We do generally sway bars for the European cars because okay. uh, there's they're they're pretty good. They're they're very good to, to start with, and that's why the muscle car and spe- and you talked about that C10 truck. Yeah. You know the the 67 to 72 C10 truck. What a platform. Yeah. Because we can we can offer our customers so many parts to that thing and really make a huge difference. That uh, that uh, yeah, we haven't uh, 
we found a couple of cars that we just love driving ourselves and and uh, basically we go for the, for the the cars that we really can affect the most okay that makes sense yeah um now, have you seen anything since we're at SEMA? Have you had a chance to walk around? You've been stuck in the booth all day. I've really been stuck here, but uh, I was uh, no, I kind of I had a little laugh a moment a moment ago. It was uh, a good friend Chip Ganassi is okay. Uh, he we saw him at the uh, IndyCar race in Fontana a few weeks ago, and we were talking engines on uh, on uh, his his Grand Am program and and, and for next year and. And I just walked by, and it's it's a Ford now. And I mentioned the Ford to him, and and uh, he was very tight-lipped and said, "I don't know anything." So, <laughs> nice. But as far as the, what's in the Ford display, everything looks incredible. There's a truck that uh, is just amazing. It's um, uh, I have to go look at it more, but it's got, it's a it's a '56 F100 that has a new Shelby drivetrain. Yes. Really? Yeah. Oh, uh, the crowd was so up. busy. I was walking by really quickly. It was hard to tell what it was. And then there's also a four-wheel drive uh, Ford pickup that's uh, looks like about six feet in the air. It's got a tent on top oh. and uh, a big like Thule enclosed rack and sleeping bags in it. I mean, that would be fun. That's I mean, awesome. You could go anywhere in that. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. There's a, there's so much to see. This is my first yeah. SEMA too, and like like Blake said, it's his first. Yeah. So I mean, it's a bit overwhelming on day one here. Day uh, one because it's a lot of manufacturers doing stuff, and you know the manufacturers have gotten so much more involved in the last five ten years. Just press conference after press conference today, unveiling new stuff. And um, next two days should be really cool. Looking around for some cool stuff and looking around for some absolutely wretched stuff. <laughs> that exists here too in spades. That's gonna be fun. Yeah. I make your way to the back of the um, the tire and wheel and tire section, and like oh, banners wow. start having typos, and so like you saw, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so it, I mean, there's plenty to see. Uh, any advice for someone coming for the first time? Uh, wear comfortable shoes, right? Yeah, yeah. that's that's no. It's it's advice. it's hard to take this whole thing in. It's uh, uh, there's so much here. We're in the central hall where it's racing and performance, right, and, and so on. But I mean, there's there's it's the gamut of anything to do with automotive is here. And, uh, and here in spades. So if you love cars, you got to come to see them. I mean, it is the biggest, coolest car show ever. And uh, outside, I mean, there's, there's going. To, I know there's going to be global rally cross, yep. and there's drifting. Yeah, and, I saw some of the drifting. And, and yep. uh, I mean, there's it's uh, it, it's just mind-boggling. And uh, I, I don't know how many miles. Somebody told me today that there were 32 miles of aisles. Wow. And uh, you know, I'm not sure if that's true, but it certainly looks like it. That's crazy. Well, you know. I know your plate is actually forty eight. So you have a pedometer. Yes. Yeah, yeah. my Fitbit. <laughs> I actually did bring a pedometer. Nice. Oh, good. Look at you. Look how at many you. Uh, How many steps have you taken today? Oh, hold on, we're getting the official steps count right here from Chris. Oh boy, eleven thousand thirty six. Seriously? Point. Yeah. Wow. How many miles? Five point one four miles. Okay. That's wow. Pretty good. And it's it's only early afternoon, first now, day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> John, I just want to say thank you because, uh, you know, you give muscle cars a different life apart from the cool cruisers that they can be, and you turn them into cars that just handle otherworldly, so I think that's pretty awesome. And since I can't have your Challenger, I'm going to steal Elena Scher's, uh, her Charger. Oh, sure. her Challenger, that's a Challenger. Oh, she has a her Challenger, Challenger. Well, I'm stealing yes. that because yeah. I think it already has your gear running underneath. With the dog I'll just scrape caps. some vins yeah. and, and oh, we'll make it work. I might have to move works. to Mexico, but either way, I'm getting one. Actually, I do. <laughs> speaking of uh, crimes and committing them, I do I do really love this banner. It says, make any car a getaway car. That's a fantastic slogan. That's really great. <laughs> I like that. Well, that's why with these two cars in front of us, are the, the Mustang and the Charger, um, they're not... 
zillion dollar muscle cars. They're right. really kind of everyday cars. And, you know, you can take that and put a good engine, good trans, good interior, and, of course, good suspension, wheels and tires, and go out and have some fun. So you can make every car a getaway car. Well, I think, I think on that note of wisdom, uh, bid you adieu, let you get back to your Great. business. Jeff, thank you so much. John, please, it was a pleasure. Thanks a lot. Great. Yeah. Blaze, thank you. Like Chris, thank you. Blake. I, I, guess I, like, I, thought this was typed, I thought this was typed Ron at first, too. I, I like it. I wish it was Blaze. We should change it to Blaze. <laughs> yeah, Blaze, 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 Blaze Ron. Yeah, I went to a thing where it was Blaze Ron, and I was like, that's my 80s BMX action hero name. <laughs> rad. Oh, totally good. rad. All right, John. Hey, thank, thank you, you again. Much. I really appreciate it.